sometimes the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And welcome to the back of the range. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 241. Greetings from Sea Island, Georgia. I'm here at Ocean Forest Golf Club. The best amateurs in the world are currently arriving on property and getting prepared for the 2022 Jones Cup Invitational. While you'll be able to enjoy the sights and sounds of the Jones Cup by following along on Twitter and Instagram, whether it be on the Jones Cup social media channels or the back of the range social media channels, I thought it would be great to kick off the week with an episode featuring one of the founders of the Jones Cup, Bill Jones. We spoke about the origin of the championship and also the construction process of Ocean Forest Golf Club. Ocean Forest is the youngest golf course to be awarded a Walker Cup, hosting the 2001 edition just six years after it opened for play. And the first round at Ocean Forest, well, it was a fivesome and a special one at that. For more information on the Jones Cup, head over to jonescupinvitational.com or thebackoftherange.com. Let's get started with this special episode. Bill, welcome to the Back of the Range. How are you, sir? I'm great, Ben. Thank you for having me on your program. Well, I'm. I'm. It's that time of year again. I'm really excited that uh, the back of the range will be back at uh, at Ocean Forest for the 2022 Jones Cup. I I was just there for Jones Junior. I, I'm excited about the multiple trips I'll be coming up to your area, and you know we're going to talk a little bit about the club, a little bit about the actual start of the Jones Cup Invitational, but. There's this great history and lineage of winners that have uh, have hoisted that trophy. You know whether it's Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, a hometown guy like Davis Thompson. But you know we're talking the day after the Farmers Insurance Open, where Luke List picks up his first PGA Tour win. He's a former Jones Cup winner. When you see things like that as the namesake of the Invitational, I'm guessing incredible pride when you see the winners of your tournament move on and win at the highest level. Well, we're excited about that, Ben, and, and it really goes back to the very beginning of the tournament. Uh, you mentioned the history. Um, you know, the tournament was started as a, as a preview to the Walker Cup, which was held in 2001 at Ocean Forest. And, and uh, Ocean Forest was, the, at the time, the youngest, and still today, the youngest course to host the, uh, the Walker Cup. I think National Golf Links was, was 13 years old um, in 1922 at the first Walker Cup, and and uh, held that spot until 2001 and Ocean Forest being only six years old when we held the tournament. Incredible. We recognize that really very few of the top players um, would have had an opportunity to, to see or play Ocean Forest uh, when we actually hosted the Walker Cup. So we came up with this idea to, to, uh, to hold a competition and to invite the, you know, the best up and coming players from both the United States and from, uh, Great Britain and Ireland uh, as an opportunity for for prospective Walker Cup players to to see the golf course and also be able to to uh, play a friendly competition uh, against each other and um, it was a incredibly popular event and um, um, was held every every two years um, on Walker Cup years and the, actually from the the player standpoint they. They enjoyed it so much, they convinced us to do it every year, which we've done now for a number of years. And and it's great to see the it's great to see not only the 
the um, the list of champions of the Jones Cup, but just if you if you dig deeper and look at the players that have have played in the in the Jones Cup, it 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 really is pretty pretty incredible. I mean, you mentioned Luke List winning yesterday. Well, he beat Will Salatoris in a playoff, and and Will was a former Jones Cup player. Yeah. So you see these names scattered all across the, the tour today. Um, and it's just, it's a great thing to see. Uh, Hudson Swafford last week, you know, Jones cup player won the American express championship. So um, really pleased with, uh, with the success of, of the Jones cup over the years. Now you mentioned the, the, you know, the youth of, of ocean forest and, and how quickly it was given a, a USG or it was given a Walker cup. Uh, it was selected for the Walker cup site. And I just, it's, I find it fascinating. I mean, really, you know, a little bit of the history of just your involvement with Ocean Forest and Sea Island. I, I think, I mean, we can go as far back to the, I mean, early 1900s, but we're looking at about, I think, 1993 is really when the the thought of getting a golf course built on that piece of property, is that kind of when things started? Well, that's when things started for for Ocean Forest itself, but I but I think you have to put it in the context of the of the Sea Island Company. Um, as you said, you can go back into the into the 30s, and and the Sea Island Company's history with amateur golf is is long and deep. And um, while Ocean Forest was brand new at the time, we you know we'd hosted we'd hosted three Georgia State Amateur Championships, all won by a member of the Yates family. We'd hosted the Southern uh, Southern uh, championship, the Southern Amateur Championship. Um, uh, we've just been involved in amateur golf for a long time. Um, when we built Ocean Force, though, it was it was on a, a piece of property that that uh, all properties unique, but this was a very special piece of property. Um, as you know, it sits at the confluence of the Hampton River and the and the ocean, surrounded by marsh, and it's a, a relatively young piece of piece of property. So there are a number of dune features on the course that are that are have not been eroded away because of its relative youth, and it was just a matter of, of uncover, uncovering this forested lynx land. Um, so the, the piece of property itself warranted great interest in the world of golf. We had a number of, of um, uh, members of the RNA hierarchy that you know, visit Sea Island and had the opportunity to visit the property. And, and it was actually Colin McLean, a former captain of the RNA who uh, looked at it um, while we were clearing it and said, well, this is, this is a forested lynx land. And, um, and I think that's a great description yeah. of the property. So the property warranted, warranted a lot of attention and it was a, a, you know, a natural site for a great golf course. Um, it, you know, in addition to those dunes, it has these fingers of saltwater marsh that, you know, that run parallel to the ocean and separate these ancient dune systems with that creates natural ridges of land, you know, between them, they're great for routing golf holes. Sure. So it, it, it's an amazing piece of property. Reese Jones did a, did a fantastic job. Um, and we had the history of Sea Island all coming together at the same time. Uh, the involvement with the with the Europeans. Uh, it was just a, all the stars lined up. We'd hosted amateur events in the past and 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 done a good job with them. And uh, so I think it was it was kind of a natural. Yeah, I, I think I remember reading that the um, you know hosted the, the as you said the the Georgia Amateur. I think the first Georgia Amateur was actually won by Bobby Jones back in uh, 
back back when he was 14 years old. I think if your name is Jones, I think you're you're just destined for success around Sea Island. I, I mean, I think that's pretty much the case. Uh, yeah, I'm often asked if Bobby Jones is a is a relative. Just say yes. Say, just say yes. Unfortunately, oh. not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, you're 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 a stronger man than I am. I would have just said, of course. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Ben, let me let me just let me touch on that just, sure. just briefly because sure. because um, I, I think one of the one of the great um, historical notes on golf at Sea Island is the fact that. We had hosted three Georgia State Amateur Championships. 1931, Charlie Yates wins it. 1939, his brother, Danny Yates, wins it. And 1989, Danny's son, Danny, Dan's son, Danny wins it. So, Unreal. Uh, pretty special relationship between the Yates family and Sea Island and, and golf. So, a lot, a lot of special history. So, you get the course built. And I, so I have, I want to ask a little bit about why Walker Cup. Obviously, we see the relationship now. But as you know, I mean, great supporter of amateur golf, but there's also, you know, many different types of amateur competitions that the USGA hosts, whether it's a junior or, you know, women's mid am or a senior am. There, there's many types. Is there any sort of specific reason? why it just fell into place that it was going to be Walker cup. Well, look, we'd hosted the women's senior amateur championship. We'd hosted a number of amateur championships at, at sea Island, but the, really the, to me, the pinnacle of, of amateur golf is the Walker cup. Okay. And, and recognizing again, the special piece of property, we put this golf course on the history of sea Island and amateur golf. Uh, why not? host the the pinnacle of amateur golf at ocean forest i mean that that's that, that's the you know that's the golden ring and and that's what we wanted to wanted to do that's great and again as i said ben you know all the stars lined up we had reg murphy a president of usga judy bell who was very familiar with Allen, first woman president of usga uh, michael banalek uh, and angel banalek great fans of sea island visitors of sea island uh, we just had a, a you know, the, the Walker Cup being the United States versus Great Britain and Ireland. Uh, the fact that we have these these great relationships between um, here at Sea Island between the Americans and the and the Brits, it was just a it was just the right thing to the right thing to try to host. Well, I, I need to. I want to ask a little bit about that that first Jones Cup back in '01, and then obviously the Walker Cup. But as with any golf course. Um, as anyone can imagine, somebody has to hit the first shot. Somebody's got to play the first round of golf on a golf course. I mean, it's it's got to happen. And back in '95, uh, this this had to have been one of the most memorable rounds of golf in your life. It's the first one at Ocean Forest, and it's yourself. It's Reese Jones. Okay, that, that I understand that that makes sense. Now we're going to throw in Attorney General Griffin Bell. All right, now we're up in the ante. Well, Davis Love the Third, he's there. That's pretty great. That's a nice foursome. And you let the fifth guy in, who just happens to be President George Bush. You got Bush 41. Can you your memory has to be just exceptional when it comes to that day? I mean, obviously great pride in the facility and the course that you've built, but that's the first group going off and you're a part of it. What do you remember about that day? Well, it, it was a very, very special day, and it, and it happened. It really, it, it happened because uh, George and Barbara Bush had honeymooned at yeah. Sea Island in 1945, and were coming back as part of their 50th wedding anniversary trip. I played golf with the president at the Sea Island Golf Club before 
uh, Ocean Forest was built. So we had a, a bit of a history there. So he just happened to, to call and, and let us know that he wanted to come down for his 50th anniversary. And it coincided with the golf course being nearly Unbelievable. complete. Unbelievable. So uh, Griffin Bell, you know, resident here, um, uh, Davis Love resident here, Reese the architect. I was the founder of the club. And so uh, I re- uh, asked the president if he'd like to play this new golf course. And he jumped all over it. Uh, Barbara Bush loved the game of golf as well and was a great friend and fan of Louise Suggs. So we had uh, Louise Suggs and Barbara and some of their friends playing behind us. It was a beautiful day. Uh, it was great. It was just a great, great time, you know, camaraderie. And, and um, it'll be something I'll memory i'll treasure forever yeah that that had to have been a, a pretty incredible experience just you know where the golf seems secondary just the just who you're around and surrounded by had to had just been incredible you you have this first jones cup and as you said it's kind of a practice well i wouldn't say it's a practice session but it's you're inviting the, the members of these uh, of, of both teams to uh, familiarize themselves with the golf course. Uh, DJ Trahan actually wins, and and he ends up being on the U.S. team. What kind of prep did you did the course need to do to get ready for the Walker Cup? I mean, was it pretty much built from the beginning, knowing that it was going to have this great event there, or were there things that you had to do to get the course ready to to host the Walker Cup? Well, it was one of one of the things that we hope to accomplish in the construction of the golf course was a, a golf course that could play a, a championship like the Walker cup, but also be an enjoyable course for our membership. And I think we've accomplished that. Uh, the main thing that we had to do uh, preparing for the Walker cup was something that, that members don't much like. And that is we had to squeeze the fairways in and grow the rough high. Oh yeah. Um, and that was, that was basically what we, what we had to do. We really didn't have to do anything else to prepare for, for the Walker cup. Um, but the, the, you know, our members were happy when we were able to widen the fairways back up and cut the rough back down. Sure. I can imagine. Yeah. The, the Walker cup, I actually, last night I was watching the the clip of uh, president Bush's opening remarks and the one thing, I mean, two things that really just struck me is the grandstands that were put in. It looked like the ceremony was held on the 18th. Well, I don't know. Was it on the 18th fairway, 18th green? Is that kind of where it was was held? It it was held on the uh, on on the on the uh, west side of the 18th fairway. Okay, um, not far from the green. Okay, that's kind of what it looked like to me. And the, the grandstands that were were they were massive and they were also packed with fans which is really nice to see and obviously now during covid you don't get to see a lot of that right now with amateur golf and then the other thing i remembered is as you as you stated uh you know president bush and and uh, barbara bush were there for their honeymoon 50 some odd years previous and when he mentioned that he kind of the camera actually panned over to you and you had this great smile on your face and much like playing with him I can't even fathom what your emotions were like just sitting there on that day as surrounded by both teams, um, you know, dignitaries from both the RNA and the USGA that day. What do you remember about that day? Just the opening ceremony. Well, it was a very emotional time for me because it was a culmination of, of not only the completion of ocean forest and the watching its young success, but being able to host again, the preeminent amateur uh, golf event in the world, having, having the, the, 41st president of the United, I mean, Bush 41 there 
um, at the opening ceremonies. It was the, you know, it was the first Walker cup match that matches that, that president Bush had attended, even though his grandfather, you know, started the, the matches in 1922. Yeah. Um, and just, the you know, hearing the bagpipes and, and watching the flags and, and, uh, it was a, it was an emotional time. And it was also, um, you know, it was a time I was really proud of, 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 uh, everybody that had an involvement in the, in the club and the tournament. Um, it was just a, you know, remarkable time, time in all of our lives that were, were there. Now, when you were there, I mean, obviously you're not on one of the teams, but you're, as you said, you know, you know, founder of the, of the, of the club. Do you remember walking with any particular groups? How, were you able to enjoy it as a fan, or was your mind still racing around, just thinking, "Oh, is there something I should be doing, or should I be talking to this person?" Or, I mean, were you able to relax and just be a fan of the of the game at that time? Well, look, I, I was able to relax, and and uh, but I spent most of the time, most of my time, you know, talking to people that were at the tournament, sure. and uh, um, you know, and 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 I was able to follow a little bit of the golf, but but really more towards the end of the end of the event. Um, but it was just, you know, we had so many guests and so many people that were complimentary of what we'd been able to achieve. And, and it was just, uh, it was a special time. Well, we've had several, you know, great champions at the, at the Jones cup. Um, you know what, like I said, if you want to go down the list, I mean, gosh, I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm just looking at all these incredible names. I mean, you got the Bo Hostler and, and Thornberry and, Corey Connors, who's doing great things at the PGA Tour, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed. I mean, just the, the names go on and on. And, you know, last year was my first experience at, at the Jones Cup. And I guess because of timing with, and again, drawing back to the Walker Cup, you know, with a spring Walker Cup at Seminole, you know, the Jones Cup, and especially with COVID, really these these players that were jockeying for position to make these teams – this was kind of the event, the last real amateur championship before teams were going to be selected. And that had to have been a throw. I mean, I, I was, I mean, eventually 13 players in that field, and you don't have, I mean, your field is about 80, 85 players normally. 13 of the players in the in last year's field went on to compete for both, whether the U.S., the GB&I team. That's an incredible number. You know, I think that's the same number that, uh, that, played the first uh, the walker cup at ocean forest uh i think there were 13 members of the inaugural jones cup that okay. played in the walker cup that's something you can check but i think that may be the same number yeah um yeah i mean look that was the that was the whole purpose of the of the jones cup originally was to to be a preview to the to the walker cup at ocean forest but also it's a great test of golf for all these up and up and coming players and it's um uh, clearly if you can play well at ocean forest and the conditions of the Jones cup, you've got to be a serious contender, uh, for the next Walker cup matches. And that was certainly true this past year. And the, the mat, the Walker cup match was fantastic at Seminole. And, and, uh, we were proud of our local contingent there. And, and um, that was another great event. When I was there last year, you know, I think of the practice round day and the first day was just absolutely gorgeous weather. And, uh, I think, um, Alex Fitzpatrick goes out in the first round, shoots, I think, 64, 65, just has a, has a phenomenal day. And and I can't remember who exactly started mentioning it to me at the beginning, but they were saying, well, you just wait. We're going we're gonna to get some Jones Cup weather. I'm like, yeah, this weather's great. I don't know what you're talking about. This is fantastic. And they're like, no, 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 just you'll, you'll wait and see. And I'm, and I'm like, okay. And then 
I I saw the second day um, was just it, it just this front came in and it was cold and it was it was bitter and I think Alex went from sixty four and then shot seventy five the next day. What is the phenomenon where there's at least one day of weather that really tests the players? Is that, have you seen this multiple times? I've seen it most most every year. Not not every year, but most years. Okay. And it's the it's the time of year in coastal Georgia. I mean, it's it's in it's winter. Um, we've often said you get you get three out of five days that are perfect. Okay. Uh, the other the others maybe not. <laughs> And, uh, and that's certainly been true for the, for the Walker cup. Um, if you look back at the, you know, you look back at the, the, uh, the champions, we, we mentioned Luke list earlier. I think he won in 2007 and he shot 10 under par. Uh, I would guess that was a pretty benign weather, uh, weekend might not have been, but you know, 10 under pars, the, uh, up until 2020 was a record, uh, same with the 2020, you know, when Davis Thompson won, he was 13 under, yeah. um, a lot of other years, you see one over, two over, uh, 2010, six over. Oh. Um, you know, that's generally weather-related. Yeah, Aberg, I think, won last year at two under. And, right, uh, yeah. right. And that was that sounds about, about average, about uh, what that's, would he, That's right. Yeah. That's right. But. So, look, and one of the things, uh, if you look at the weather today, it looks like we're going to have a great weekend next weekend. Uh, there's still a lot of time between now and then for Mother Nature to throw in throw in a, a, a test of, of with the weather uh, next weekend. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, well, it's it's definitely be interesting. And you mentioned uh, you mentioned Davis Thompson. I mean, this is uh, I mean, obviously you're rooting for for the best player to win. You're rooting for for a great championship. But when you get to see you know, not only runners up in 2019 and then he wins in 2020, uh, worked out in 19. He was able to get the exemption into RSM because Akshay Batia turned pro, but you know, he gets the exemption again in 2020. What, what, what kind of crowd reaction, what kind of support did Davis Thompson get teeing it up at the RSM classic? I mean, that, that had to have been perfect for, for, I mean, gosh, it's perfect for any young player to get that opportunity, but it had to have been unique to see what, what he was able to you know, lean on as far as support at, at a PJ tour event. This is a, a as you know, a golf centric, close knit community down here. Yeah. And, uh, the excitement of, of Davis Thompson getting to play in the, in the tournament was, you know, it was, it was great. Um, uh, he had tremendous hometown support and, uh, we were also proud of him and proud of his record in Georgia. And then, then winning the Jones cup and, and getting the exemption. Uh, it was, it was really special. And, and then to get to play and, as they say, Uncle Davis's golf tournament. So, uh, <laughs> Uncle Davis Love has how many nephews does he have rolling around the island? Oh, he, I don't know, 25 or 30, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what are you looking forward to most about this year? What, what do you see this year and also what lies ahead? And also, I mean, I have to kind of mention th- that Jones Cup has given birth to the Jones Cup Junior and the Jones Cup Senior. And now, uh, there's a Sea Island Women's Amateur, so it, it's just, as you said, just this incredible devotion to amateur golf. What uh, what excites you the most about the next few years of for for the Jones Cup? Ben, it's really just the continuation of the great tradition of the Jones Cup, and and how it fits into the you know the overall uh, tradition of amateur golf here. Um, one of the things that that's um, come as a result of the Jones Cup is relationships between our members and these young players. As you know, we get players from all over the world, and and a number of our members have developed relationships with with folks from different countries, and now host their players in their homes during the Jones Cup, and it's 
become really kind of a, a family affair and uh, that goes on from year to year. Um, I, I just love to see the continuation of that. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to seeing um, whoever wins this Jones Cup get an exemption to the RSM. I mean, how many amateur tournaments uh, award the winner of, of an exemption to a PGA Tour event? Not um, many. It's just a not many. It's a great it's a great tradition, and and um, I'm just excited to see that. Um, uh, obviously, excited with the success of the Jones Cup Junior, um, and and um, and the Jones Cup Senior. Uh, it just continues the long tradition of of great amateur golf here at Sea Island. Now, not to put you on the spot, but you know your dates and your trivia pretty well. I, I think I threw this question out there on on social last year. Who who is the only person to win the Jones Junior and the Jones Cup Invitational? Well, you know what? I don't know. Oh, Tell okay. Me who it is. All right, it's Garrett Barber. <laughs> I thought I I thought I I thought I would uh, throw that one out at you, but yeah, Garrett Barber is in the field again this year. He's the only one that's won both. Uh, that's great. It was 2018 in the, in the Jones Cup. When yep. did he win the Junior? It's uh, it's 2016. So he went 16 I love and 18. It. Well, that's great. That's terrific. So well, good for him. Maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have maybe we'll have that again this year. We'll see. Uh, Andrew McLaughlin, uh, I was I was right there. He played some fantastic golf uh, over at Plantation. So um, yeah, it should be interesting to see, or over at Seaside should be very interesting to see. The thing also I like about the Jones Cup is it's not stuck in that summer. Um, in that summer uh, time of the year where all these amateur tournaments are competing with each other for the best players, really other than uh, a couple collegiate events, like I know that it goes right up against the, the Hawaii tournament. So obviously this year, you know, the Stanford players in Texas and a couple other schools, they're going to Hawaii with for a collegiate event. But I like, I mean, I like the fact that it kind of stands out on its own where this is really the preeminent amateur event of, really of the early spring, late winter, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it really doesn't have any competition other than what, you know, college kids got to go play in their, their school event, but it, it really stands on its own. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think it's a great time of year to, because uh, you do get the weather conditions that can be a challenge. And, and um, um, but listen, our, our, our real goal is to, is to continue to have one of the top amateur events in the, in the country, in the world, really. And uh, if we have to tweak those days a little bit, no major changes. But if we have to tweak them to ensure that, you know, we're not, we wouldn't rule that out sure. on the future either, Ben. Well, sir, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I appreciate you having uh, having me back again. And I'm looking forward to getting up there and seeing the best amateurs in the world compete at Ocean Forest. And uh, we're in store for a great Jones Cup. I appreciate you stopping by the back of the range, and uh, and I'll see you in a few days. Thanks so much for having me, Ben. And there you have it. Special thanks to Bill Jones for joining me on this episode of The Back of the Range. Don't forget, follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Every episode is available at thebackoftherange.com. Enjoy Jones Cup Week. We'll see you next time here at The Back of the Range.